Hello! Welcome to the fourth episode of the solo cast. Today, we will be talking about the mid lane and the last two podcasts. We talked about the ADC role and the support role of this wonderful game that we call League of Legends. I have been playing for six years. I am your I am your host, Summix. I hope you have been enjoying these. I am really trying to keep these to about 30 minutes. My first episode was around 21 and then 36 for the second episode. And then the third episode was just over 30 minutes. So today we are going to keep it as close to a half hour as we can so that you can accommodate your everyday living to listen to this wonderful podcast that I have finally came to create and call it Mayan, and it is the solo cast, episode four, mid lane. There is a lot of things in the past podcast that I have not talked about. There is always something that I'm going to miss that you can learn from, that you can do to better yourself, whether it is the ADC role or mid or jungle or top or even the support. I can't cover everything. I'm not a coach. I'm not a guide. I'm just here to talk the game. And I would love to talk to you guys more. Please email me at solocast at gmail.com. S-O-L-O-Q-A-S-T at gmail.com. I also have an Instagram. It's called solocast. S-O-L-O-Q-A-S-T. Please come say hi. Come give me your support. I want to talk to the community that listen to this game. I want to be a part of something bigger than just this podcast. I want to, I don't know, like I want to be on your podcast. I want you to be on my podcast. But today we're going to talk about the mid role and it is my second favorite role. My least favorite role is jungle. That's what I've been doing here and there on my alt account and flex queue um, on my main account. But from my perspective and my week kind of review, um, I played Nami. She's really good. Uh, you have to understand how to play her and when to be aggressive and when to be defensive and, you know, all that jazz. I'm not going to get into that because we are going to talk about the mid role, but she is great. You just hopefully your ADC understands certain things. Also, Nautilus, if, if you've been a part of the League of Legends community in the past month, you know Nautilus is the hot thing right now. Whether you're support, mid, jungle, top, play Nautilus. Um, I would love to try Nautilus mid and go in almost like a full AP build, kind of like you would with Cho'Gath, but I haven't tried it. Why? I don't know, because I'd rather do other things. Um, but... You know, Silas is really good there too, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But I did play him support, and I think I went like 2-1 in 20 or 2-1 in 19, and I played around their cooldowns, and it, you know, is very, very, very successful. I really enjoyed it, because the first time I played Nautilus, eh, I wasn't a, that big of a fan. But I will... 
you know, what is it? It's early June, late May. I will climb. I will attempt to climb, I guess I should say again. And Nautilus is definitely on my radar. But the LCS starts this weekend. And if Nautilus isn't picked, I'm not going to say I wouldn't be surprised because the pros always do something different. But they will change the meta for us. So keep that in mind. Um, no, Nunu's really good, but we don't ever see Nunu in LCS. I'm not going to get into that until a little bit later. I think I already said that once or twice, but hey, we're here to talk about the mid lane. Let's talk about the mid lane. So, as every, um, as every podcast, I talk about Champ Select, and what it comes down to is... When you play mid, do you want to play a control mage? Or do you want to play an assassin? Do you want to play AP? Or do you want to play AD? It's all on your play style. Play to your comfort. Play to you f whatever you feel you can make an impact on the game. Because if you're not going to make an impact on the game, that's fine. But don't feed. Don't die. So some of the good assassins right now in the mid lane are Silas, Zed, Talon, LeBlanc. LeBlanc is my favorite assassin. And you have Fizz. You know, there's a lot of them. But you need to understand that you're going to trade your HP for CS. And there's nothing wrong with that. But don't die to do it. Usually the assassin spike is level 6. And that's when you can hopefully get a kill in lane. But if not, you're going to want to roam. You're going to want to make a play with your jungler. You know, ping a ward, ping that you need help, whatever it might be. That's when your assassin usually goes off as level six. If you can get a kill before that and you understand the game of League of Legends, you can probably win the game just because you have two kills before laning phase is over. And what is laning phase? Laning phase is whenever you're trying to get farm before any other towers go down because once the towers go down the whole game changes and even if it's one tower the game's going to change because either you're going to leave the lane and try to help the other lanes or that lane that got the tower down is going to move the lanes and then you're like oh i got an aram you know the tower's down now we can fight as a team nah man like it's 8 to 10 12 minutes into the game there's still a lot going on you don't have to leave because you lost the lane or you got the lane Granted, it opens up the map. You know, if, if if your bot lane kills the tower, you got to look at it as... So, if you can look at the map, and it's a square, and it gets cut diagonally at level 1 at the beginning of the game, great. So, if you kill the mid lane before anybody else, that perfect triangle that you cut is now almost like a diamond because the middle caves in because now you got that tower you guys gain control of like their blue buff almost and maybe their raptors i mean granted it's not full control but it opens up the map or if the bot lane kills the tower on your team so now you got to look at it as one two three like a five-sided object not a pentagon but it's, you know, some other cute term that they call it a shape. 
you know, it's it's a little different looking, but theirs looks more like a square within their like own little I don't know, shapes, bro. <laughs> it's just once a tower goes down, the map changes and you know, you got to play to the advantage and have the wards and you know, we can get into that another episode, but today we're going to talk about the mid lane as much as we can. So let's say you're not playing an assassin and you're playing a control mage such as Rise or Azir or Oriana or Syndra. You know, there's a lot of them out there. That's when you bring something to the game that I feel not a lot of players bring to the game right now. And that is wave clear. I've noticed a lot lately in the low platinum high gold that people want to just play damage and they don't bring crowd control to the game. They they you know they expect to just kill people, but all of a sudden you have a Ramus on the other team or some kind of crowd control that you can't provide, and then one of you guys get you know stun locked or rooted, and then you die. And it's like oh I have all this damage, but I can't do anything when you hit because I'm dead. Like that is not 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 a good feeling. I know we. I always say play to your comfort, but if you can bring crowd control or wave clear to the game, please do it if you don't have it. You know, I've played in games where we don't have wave control, so the team is pushing into our mid, and we can't stop them from taking a second tier tower because you're an assassin, and if you go in and try to make a play, you're going to die because you can't 1v4 or 1v5. You, know, you need that wave control to push the wave back into them so they can't take the tower. You got to find the champions that you're comfortable doing that with, but it's just so hard. Also, if you're going to play a tank mid lane, um, don't don't do it if you don't have damage elsewhere. You know, if you if you do want to play a tank mid lane like a Cho'Gath or a Garen or a Yorick or a Malphite and want to build tank, make sure that your jungler is like a Twitch or a Kane or some really high damage or your, you know, if you're bringing a tank to mid lane, you have to make sure your other lanes simply aren't tanks. If you already have a tank or two tanks and you're playing a quote-unquote tanky mid lane, build damage. If you're Cho'Gath, build a Morlioli Olicon or you know a Protobelt or whatever it might be. Bring AP. Do not come to mid lane as a full-blown tank when you already have a tank. Oh, so my mid laners are LeBlanc. I recently picked up Mal Malzahar. Uh, he's fun. He's very powerful. I don't enjoy it, but he's good. And I like winning sometimes more than I like having fun. Uh, Syndra has always been a hot pick for me. But some other champions I wish I played more is Talon, Azir. I'm trying to pick up Silas because he's kind of up there right now but like i said in about 10 minutes ago silas or not yeah once lcs starts things are going to change because riot's going to be like oh well this can't be going on right now this is not a solo queue champion and why is this person 100 percent picked 100 percent picked 100 percent picked ban 100 percent picked like you just that's not healthy for the game so um as always, play to your win condition. And if you do play an assassin, don't go A-Ramming. 
You need to play that flank. You need to find that pick on the ADC and get out. Or kill the ADC and keep killing. If you're going to you know, headbutt in the mid lane like an ARAM as an assassin, the odds of you doing well are very low. You, it, Everything's always possible in this damn game, but the odds are low. You just just be sure to flank and as a control mage if you are gonna butt heads don't be in that front line let the frontliner be the frontliner let someone else get caught so that you can use them as bait and even if it is the ADC and they shouldn't be up there try not to get yourself all like bothered and all that jazz because you, know, you can always use them as bait and because they got caught you get to kill this person or whatever it might be um, and if you don't have a frontliner, play to your pick potential. Hopefully someone else besides you does bring some sort of crowd control. Um, and if you don't even have that, don't fight unless you're under the tower. And the way I'm talking mostly is like as if you're behind. Because, you know, I notice a lot of games that you can be behind. Just play to your comfort level, but play smart. You know, if they do have the front two towers and you have no vision... You got to play with your tower and hopefully someone else can go in, but play smart. It's it's literally that simple. Don't be dumb and go out there and know that they have a fiddle that can just alt over the bush and then bump, bump, bump. you die, they get an inhibitor or you die, they get barren. Like that's just, that's such a crappy feeling. So now let's talk a little bit more about the mid roll when it comes to like level one and so forth. So there is a rune you could take called Demoralizer. And I'm probably not even saying it right. But it is good. It helps you push the wave if you're an assassin. It also helps you do more damage to certain minions. Uh, and when I first started taking this thing, I was like, oh, well, I'll always do the the cannon minion or the siege, the siege minion. And it's like, yeah, it's great. But no, like you should do one to the cannon, one to the melee and one to the range, because overall you're going to do more damage to all the minions and not just the cannons. Also, this opens up a lot more things because you decided to use that demoralizer on a cannon. You can push the wave farther, which means that wave is going to get pushed into your enemy's tower, which gives you an opportunity to roam, to ward deep in their jungle, you know, all kinds of stuff. And wave control is one of the most important things that you need to know when it comes to playing mid-roll. There is three different things you can do to the wave, and that's slow pushing, fast pushing, and freezing. Fast pushing is whenever you just auto, auto, auto and use your spells to push the wave. This opens up a lot of things. This lets you set up some sort of dive with your jungler under the turret because they have to try to CS under turret because the turret's just raining down on the minions that you pushed in and maybe your jungler can come in and dive. Whatever the situation is, hopefully you can pull it off if that is your... You know your objective that you're trying to do because you shoved in you know it also lets you if you do shove in you will get more experience faster and gives you an opportunity that will give you a level two advantage level three advantage and level six advantage you know everybody likes having more buttons than the other one because if they only have three buttons and you have four buttons you know that might get you the kill or keep you alive whatever the circumstances might be 
Also, if you do push in, it gives your jungler a sense of lane priority. And this whole lane priority thing, in my opinion, wasn't really called this and kind of came about within the past year. It's, you know, if mid lane's pushed, it gives you the opportunity to let the jungler push into their race or their blue buff or scuttle. Or, you know, it lets your jungle have a sense of safety because if you do have to roam, you can roam and you will move. Um, fast pushing can also cripple the enemy that you're against because they not they might not be very well at CSing under the turret. It's you know it's very wishy washy. You know when I play a LeBlanc into Malzahar and he just shoves me in the turret, it's not the easiest thing to do to CS under turret as a Blanc. Yeah, I'm sure the higher Elo players are like, oh well, you just need to do this and that. But we're not all higher Elo. You know, like the top 15% of people that play League of Legends are like gold one plus everybody else is behind that and it's just i'm here not only to help you guys but to help myself by just telling you what we should be doing but oh excuse me you just you know if you are a higher elo player and you're enjoying my podcast thank you please come and correct me and be on my podcast and come on the show and be a part of this sh- podcast that I've decided to create but if you are fast pushing you know it, it lets you take objectives and be there for the spawns and take blue or red of the opponent and take dragons or rift herald baron you know but there is also always a downfall of doing this and that's opening yourself up to ganks and you know, it gives them the opportunity to freeze if you're not pushing it correctly. You know, you just really got to understand wave control. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's hard, but you just need to understand it more. So the opposite of fast pushing is slow pushing. And slow pushing is great because it lets you, you know, build up a minion wave. And, you know, you can have an advantage by making it harder for the enemy to trade. And if they do come in, they're risking themselves to losing to a trade. And you can play aggressive and crashing the wave into their turret will let you roam eventually or have a deep board so you can track their jungler. And, you know, slow pushing is something that I need to start doing more as an individual. But I just get so eager to just shove the wave and go and team fight. And,. Uh, it's always situational but if you can build up a wave and then someone wants to come and fight me it's like all right cool well come fight me but you're also going to be fighting this 12 to 15 different minions and like you know minions do damage as you know over time lastly freezing a minion wave there is a lot of ways to do this. And if you can freeze the minion wave just before your turret and it just puts the minion the minions right in front of your turret so you can farm freely or let your jungler come and set up some sort of gank and just sit there and farm freely and your opponent has to use their abilities to go CS, you know, they're losing mana. They have to go back after they try to CS so much. You know, it's it's it can snowball out of control because they just simply can't CS safely. And because you freeze it, 
And maybe you can get aggressive whenever the opportunity is there. You know, there's so many different things, but wave control as a mid lane is huge. And it's something we all can work on. I can work on. All my friends can work on. You can even deny them, deny them farm and experience because, you know, if you're a Lux and the fact that you can throw a Q can be more threatening than you actually throwing the Q and missing. Because once you miss that, then they know they can come in and take CS. If you just don't throw it and just act like you are and, you know, the character movement, that can really infuriate them and, like, uh, huh, 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 you know, whatever it might be. And it's a mind game. You know, they say video games, StarCraft, League of Legends, Hearthstone, you know, whatever the game is that you might be, there's a strategy to it. And it is like a chess game, a mind game. It's like chess meets poker. You know, if you can bait them into doing something and then you take advantage of it, you know, that's that's not just video games. That's strategy in life. You know, that's football, soccer, esports, like whatever it might be. It's great. If you are ahead in lane and you're stronger, you can keep them from farming. And if they do want to come in, they have the risk of dying. Um, if it is dangerous for you to farm, you know, you can either put, try to break the freeze and that's not always easy to do, but if you can break the freeze and crash your wave into the, their tower and then it just resets the wave, you're back to square one. You know, um, in the future, I'd like to talk podcast about playing from behind, but we're not going to do that right now because playing from behind is not fun and you just want to FF or you want to give up the lane and just, you know leave and help another lane but you're behind so you're probably going to die and end up feeding that lane too and you know that's <laughs> that is not a good feeling so as a mid laner your jungler is going to want to help you obviously um but that's not anything i want to talk about right now but there's two objectives on the map that can be huge to you and they are called blue buff and red buff and blue buff is great for most mid laners and what blue buff does is it lowers your CDR and also gives you mana regen. Some junglers won't give it to you. Um, in the higher elos, you kind of just have to, as a jungler, just give it up to your mid laner regardless if they're doing good or bad. But, you know, I love getting blue buff, but I, I, I rarely ask for it unless I'm doing well and I know I can take advantage of it. And also red buff. Uh, red buff is very, very powerful. It's usually good for the, <coughs> excuse me. It's usually really good for the ADC because it gives hit points, regeneration, your auto attack slow. And over time it puts like a, a dot, which is damage over time, which is also true damage. And you know, every time you're autoing, it puts true damage on them. And over time it lets them take damage and slows them and it's great on ADCs because it might keep you alive a little longer but you know if you do do a lot of damage to a tank or something it's going to slowly take their HP down and all of a sudden they might die you know it is good on some mid laners such as Talon and Yasao and Zed and whatever other you know some people like playing ADCs mid I'm not going to tell you what to play, but you just need to understand the role and why it's good. You know, you are the center of the map. You are the center of attention, but that can change real, real, real quick. The meta right now, regardless of what role you are playing, it's very fast. It's a lot of damage fast. 
if you're not targeting the carry because they have a tank, that's on you. You know, Ramus is a hot pick right now in the ELO I'm in and lower. But what happens if you just ignore him? You know, granted, one of you guys are going to get taunted, but you just ignore him and kill all the carries. And then it's just Ramus left with, you know, three on one. And everybody likes a three on one. <laughs> so, yeah, I just mid lane is very fun. Mid lane has a lot of action. And be sure you're warding, you know, don't ward the bushes because by the time you do see the jungler in the bush, it's probably too late. Be sure you're warding. I don't know how to describe it. The pixel bushes are good. You know, um, random areas by the red buffs are good. Even, you know, even that cute little lane between the blue bush and the tower is good. The, the blue buff not the blue bush you know it's just be creative with your warding you know and a lot of junglers won't gank through the bush they'll come around your bush like the whole back way just to get behind you and then you automatically have to blow flash unless you have some sort of mobility you know it's it's wild how simple mid can be but how complex it is and not only mid lane you know that's the entire game that we're playing it's so complex Oh, it's so hard, but it's so fun. I'm coming up on six years, and I'm still playing this damn game. Um, roaming is huge, you know. If you want to roam top, make sure it's not like some crazy tank unless you guys have a boatload of crowd control. Roaming bot is also a great, great, great way to get a double kill, but usually bot lanes full of wards. You know, and if you do see a pink ward and you're going to roam, don't stop and kill it. Just keep going because will they react? Huh, you don't know that. Just go and take it an opportunity. And if they do react, well, then you turn around and then you do kill the ward. Um, you know, ganking bot lane can get you a double kill. It can also get you a dragon kill. You know, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. And like I said before, wave clearing can win you the game straight up. I just... It's, as always, play to your comfort level. Um, lastly, we are about to wrap up, but um, the LCS, which is the League Championship Series, we don't call it the NALCS anymore for whatever reason, starts this Saturday on June 1st. I do not want to make this an LCS podcast. I do not want to make this, you know, any kind of recap on what happened in the pros. If you don't watch it, wonderful. If you just like the game for what it is and don't care about the professional scene, wonderful. But I personally love it. I am a 100 Thieves fan. I'm a TSM fan. I'm a Cloud9 fan. I'm a FlyQuest fan. You know, I love it all. I like certain individuals. I bought a hundred thieves, you know, jersey with Aphromo in the back. I really enjoy it. Do I learn anything from it? Absolutely, but you can't compare that to solo queue. You, you just simply can't. It's a whole different monster. It's a whole different aspect of the game. Um, it does play an impact on the champions that we do play in solo queue but you just lcs is great it does start this saturday i do advise watching it but try not to let it impact on what you do in solo queue 
you know, because solo queue has different mains. You know, you could be a Hecarim main or a Shaco main or an Ezreal main or whatever it might be. And there's just some champions you just simply don't see in the in the professional scene. I am um, highly looking forward to the professional scene here coming up, and I hope if you don't watch it that you know a little interest does peak in you, but. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm a big Bjergsen fan, Afro Moo. I like watching Sneaky and, you know, everybody else. But, you know, if you guys do want to talk about it, please reach out to me at solocast at gmail.com. Please follow me on Instagram at solocast. And for now, that is the mid lane. That's everything I'd like to say about it. And hopefully you guys take something away from this and enjoy it and learn and become a better solo queue player. Anyway, see you next week. Love you. Bye.